commissioning across the Limpopo, which was dry, thank God. Thank God, it was dry. And <laughs> wild animals, crocodiles, whatever, you, you're missioning across the Limpopo, you get to the fence, but at, before you're getting there, you, you're hearing some noise behind you. Yeah, so yeah. I'm walking, right? And then I'm, uh, behind me, I could hear that, you know, we know when someone is trembling on, gra- on grass, dry grass and, and leaves and stuff, they, they make noise, right? And, dude, I was shivering. I was shivering, yeah. right? And then, but something just happened at that time that um, uh, I just stopped and then with a loud voice, I said, whoever is following me, just come out. I've already seen you, all of you. I've, I've seen you already, right? Just come out and slowly as well. And yeah, that's what I said. Who the man? <laughs> come on. <laughs> so, so nine guys came out of the bush. Um, One of them had... There were actually nine to twelve. Nine stop. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. And then their gang leader had um, uh, this sharp axe. This sharp axe. Big sharp axe. So okay. I just continued. Um, uh, as soon as I say those words, like, you know, please come out. I've already seen you. You know, just come out and slowly. They started you not know, just peeping because they were hiding behind the borders in the river because they're big borders in the river. So they were just hiding behind. They're walking, you know, following me. So they all came out one by one, you know, like, okay. So it was a setup. The guy actually set you up. Yeah. The idea is, yeah, that's the way. Um, yeah. And then he's got his thugs waiting, yeah. and they jump, and they take yeah. your stuff. Yeah. Right? And mind you, this is like, like morning. I eat it about 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Right. And then um, I, as, I, I, as I approached the fence, my, my instinct was to run. Right? But hold on, you're running to a wall. You know? So mm-hmm. I, just, I just had to walk. As though, as, even though I was shivering. I yeah. just had to walk slowly, you know. I was walking slowly because I was shivering, not because I was, I was composed. No, it's because I was shivering. I think I was, if I tried, I think if I tried to run, I would have just fell. Um, uh, I, I, tripped, I tripped myself and fell. Yeah. That's how bad it was. And then as I get there, uh, there was this, it's, it's like, almost like a, a small room, but made of fence, right? And then there's just like, a, my, the entrance is just like this high. So you have to, to actually, you know, like, like, like bend down, you know, to get inside. And, and it's enclosed. I don't know whether they do it for animals. Maybe if an animal is, is chasing you or what. Uh, as a safety, I don't really know. I've never found out. So mm-hmm. as, I stand, as I stand there, the guys come in. They walk in one by one, being led, obviously, by the leader. Yeah. So they just wanted to, to search me, take me, um, I know, take everything I'm ahead. And then, but something, there was just a boldness in me. I don't, I can't explain it, you know. You felt but, like a, would you say, a supernatural boldness? Yeah, and then I stood there. So what they wanted to do was to encircle me. I said, guys, don't come around me. You stand there where I can see you. But don't boldness come around right me. There. Right there. And, 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 and I was more like now. Um, this would be like, I like to, I like to say this would be like, you know, from here to where the, the, the chairs end, right? That's like the, uh, the room. And I had so much space. I stood right in the center of it. They were squashed in one corner. I was in the center of it. Because I said, no, I don't want anyone behind me. Just stand in front of me. Wow. Okay. So, is so you that, stood up to them? Yeah, I stood up to them. Then I looked at them, and then there were two guys which I, as, I judged to be younger than me. So I went and gave them $1,000, 1000 to leave the fence for me. Right. And then the, my, when I gave them, I stood there and said, no, what are you waiting for? 
Yeah. Like I've paid you, you know. And as they um, um before they did that, the the ringleader went and took the money off their hands and said, No, this money is less. And he said, No, well that's that's what I got. He said, No. If I search you, you didn't even finish because I said, well, Hold on. Search what? Search who? You're not gonna search me. Right. I've got my money, my money I've got, right? But that there is enough for you to leave the fence. So he said, I know it's too little. So he wanted now to go out, right? To go out. But, but as this is, as I'm speaking to you, the guys, they're like bumping each other, like, you know, like, go, you know. And I'm like, hey, I, t- I told you guys, stand there. Just stand there, you know. So as the guy was about to go out, I said, dude, please don't go outside that, um, that, that gate like what? Before you either, there's two things. Either you leave the fence for me, I cross, or you give me big money. Wow. That's what I said. And he stood there, I think. So you had a standoff with him. I think for a good maybe three or five. It was like endless like hours. hours. <laughs> it was, yeah, honestly. Yeah. And then eventually he just said, no, okay, I leave the fence for him. Wow. They left and, him the fence? Yeah. And then I crossed over. I was so hot because I was wearing this jacket. I was, yeah, I was, I was sweating. And then as I opened my, my jacket, they all ran. You know, and, and they could not get out because that place is small because they're trying to, you know, small. And then I said, I said, no, guys, relax. Just, just relax. I'm just feeling hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so then you, you went through the border. Okay. In South Africa now, you hit the road, you start hitchhiking. Um, in your mind, where were you going? Oh. Um, I wanted to go to Johannesburg. Everyone says, no, Johannesburg, wow. I wanted to go to Johannesburg. Now I'm going to Johannesburg. Um, everyone, the stories we're hearing. Um, yeah. uh, and, 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 and please, Zimbos, I know we are, we are now in Christ now. When you go back home, don't sell that, that, those lies that you know, everything is, is, is rosy. When you come here, especially if you don't have papers, yeah. you don't have a skill, you have no plan that yeah. everything will work out here. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's not like that. Please, let's not sell those, those fantasies. Because I've seen people who have come here who have even ended up helping because they've been sold a story by someone else. Sure. And, and you get here, the phone is off. So you can't the promised land, you'll yeah. find everything you want there. Okay. If you don't yeah. have anyone here, if you don't have a plan, yeah. I've learned the hard way. Okay. Yeah. So, getting hitchhikes, you know, my lifts, I've never been treated like a king. Uh, um, like I failed at that time when I was looking for rides. I would just stop a ride. I promise you, I did not stand on the road for more than five minutes wow. without getting a ride. Wow. It took me, I think, about four, four rides to get to, to if I eventually get to Durban. But on the, on the way there, I passed through <clears throat> a policeman from immigration uh-huh. with their big truck, you know, standing right here. And um, I know they, they take, you know, they spot illegal immigrants and put you in there. He was here, back there. I said, hi, say, how are you doing? I said, no, well, good. Passed. And then I went and, and, and stopped by the road, I think about five meters away from him. That's where I, I got my first lift. Wow. Then wow. I was on my way to Yoga. Wow. All the time, your heart's beating, you're, you don't know inside, how it's going to work out. If one could just check inside, yeah. it, was, it was bad. Okay. It was bad. But then, miraculously, you don't wait on the road for more than five minutes. You get one truck after the next, after the next. The, they say 
you, you decide Joburg's not the place, you, you think maybe Cape Town, and then you actually end up in Durban. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, uh, the funny yeah. thing happened there, when I got to, uh, to Johannesburg, I was, I was, there was one Zimbabwe driver who gave me a lift um, uh, from the border to, to Messina. So he said that, no, I must go and see someone who he knew very well in Johannesburg. He might be able to, to just help me, uh, assist me out. So I went there, I got there, I saw the guy, and then he said, no. Do you have papers? I said, no. Do you have money? I said, no. You know, he said, uh, this what place happened? is not for you. It's not for you. Um, uh, do you have any skill? I said, no. You know. So, so no, no education, only, yeah. no education, no papers, no family, no friends, no money, no money, yeah. just some cigarettes <laughs> in a foreign nation. Yeah, cigarettes yeah. are, are gone now. Okay. Cigarettes are gone already. They're gone already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So a foreign nation, and then he said, you know what, uh, my young man, the best for you will be kept out. You know, life is slow there, go to Cape Town, <laughs> go get yourself a permit, and start there, right. Okay. So, I lasted in Jobbeck only six hours, you know. So, I was now again on my way, you know, to Cape Town. So, how do I go there? And I said, okay, take a taxi, that will stop you, that will drop you off at the N1 to target anywhere along the N1, then you stop there. And then, I took a taxi, asked, he said, ah, oh, yes, you're going there. And then, did I know I was dropped on the N3? No. And Captain was N one was on the other side. So Deben was an accident. No. <laughs> well, so not an really accident. an accident. It was it <laughs> was just you look, back, you look back on all of that, you know, the, the crossing the border, the trucks that picked you up, the kindness people showed, and then the fact that you ended up accidentally in Durban, you look at that all now, you you would say that was the hand of God in your that life. That was definitely the hand of God because um, as I say that you know I didn't even stand for five minutes from yeah. Up, to, uh, 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 up to the time I got to, to Durban. All right. This spaghetti junction, I didn't know it then, but I actually slept on the, on the spaghetti junction. Wow. Because uh, the last summer um, truck that dropped me, it was at night. I don't know what time because I didn't have a, 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 a watch or a phone, but I just slept on the, on wow. the, on the roadside there. Okay. And then, to my, to my surprise, like, if I actually remember where well, I think I actually just slept maybe a meter away from the yellow line, of, um, because he was going to coming from Pavilion, so he was going to the N2, N2. Sure. So I slept maybe just a meter from the yellow line. Maybe I could have just been run over by a car at night. I actually because I actually slept. Wow. Okay. I actually slept. <laughs> okay. So let's move along. You end up in Durban. Yes. No money, no nothing, no friends, no contacts. How did you survive? I mean, you're you're literally in the CBD on the streets. What did what did you do? Okay, um, uh, maybe it was just my my animal instincts or human instincts in me. I knew that if I get to a marketplace, yeah, I might see some some Zimbabwean guys, you know. So I was directed to to South Beach, where they've got all those um, uh, those curious stuff there, nice yes. stuff. So I went there. I I, I asked one uh, one grandma there said no. I know of a Zim guy who stays just a block. A block of flats away from here, and then she gave me the door number. Okay. So I said, oh, oh, well, good. So I, I went there. I went and knocked on the, on the door. The guy answered, no. And well, guess what? It was a Zimbo, you know? Okay, there you go. So he, he, he brought me inside, made tea for me, and then um, he said, oh, so young man, what's up? So I, I explained my story. I said, no, you know what? I'll, I won't lie to you. I, I won't lie to you. I'll not be able to stay with you here, but, but there's a place that I can go and pay for you yeah. in Russell Street. So he took me there. He knew because he was there before. That's where you, you all started. Um, uh, so he took me there. He paid for four days. 
for me. Um, for uh, shelter. For, for shelter. Yeah. Okay. Four days there, he said, no, please, this is my phone number. If you've got anything that, that you need, just speak to the, the caretaker lady there. She will call me, then I'll come and see you. That's so, kindness. Yeah, that's, that was just, um, again, again, just kindness. So I stayed there up until, you know, my um, point where the money was finished. And he was not also doing very, very well as well because he was not employed. But he was also just um, uh, a guy who sells. So in the selling business, you only have what you sell. If things are not selling, you don't have money. Sure. So, so he was not really, really able to, to continue, you know. Okay. Uh, help me out. So then you, what did you do you, to make money to live? You started yes, selling um, things? Yeah, I was so, so hopeful that um, I'll go to Canada. Um, I was also hopeful that I'll go to Canada. How I was going to do that, I was going to jump the ship. Yeah. Okay. I was a man on a mission. All right. You're a man on a mission. You're going to be that's a... What I was, I was, that's what I was, I was thinking, you know. <laughs> so I went to check out the harbor, you know, to check out all the openings and stuff. But um, I just ended up seeing that, no, I can't swim. No, I can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to take that risk, eh? <laughs> No ways, no, no, no. I'm black, remember? Yeah, yeah. Right. So black people don't swim. But Lindor can. <laughs> Lindor can. can say, ah, must teach me. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, um, okay. So there you are. You on the streets. Mm. You're surviving by selling things. No, no. This was even. I could Before not. That. I, I could. I could remember now. I could not even sell because no one knew me, right? And um, uh, no one could vouch for me. So I could not even get stuff because I came with nothing. Yeah. Right? The only way you could sell was that, you know, if someone comes with stuff, then they trust you, they can vouch for you, someone can vouch for you, they will give you their stuff on consignment. Right. Like, you know what, um, Wayne, I want 20 rands. Yeah. This is my stuff, that. go sell it for whatever, you know, you can. So it, it took me, I think, about three, three weeks to a month to get a person to vouch for me. Wow. But whilst this was happening... Um, uh, all along, was it happening? I had to sell my jacket. I had a very, very nice jacket. It was very nice. <laughs> it was very nice. But the guy gave me 80 runs for the jacket, right? And then he said to me, he said to me, this jacket is expensive. I will not take advantage of you. I'll give you 80 runs for you to get by. I'll put this jacket, I'll hang it in the shop he was, he was working for. When you get the money, please, when you come back, you can have a jacket. And I tell you, wow, that's amazing. Good about kindness. three to four months later, I managed to, put my, to get my hands on, on 80 rands, right? I went back there. Not only was my jacket hanged in, in the shop I was working in, my jacket, I had sweets which I bought in Zim. They were still in that, in that jacket. Wow, wow, come on, isn't that awesome? So you kind of felt this preservation happening. It was hard, but you felt like you were being preserved. Some God was preserving your life, so um, you're you're now you're you're living in shelters, and sometimes on the streets, sleeping on the streets, sleeping in nightclubs, um, trying to get. How much mm. was a shelter? Oof. Okay. Twenty. That's a tough one. Um, the shelter. Um, when I was sleeping on the street, it was five rand. Right. Five rand to stay there for the night. But um, that five rand, it had so much power on my life at that time that it made me to, to sleep on the street. Right. Sorry, forgive me. It's okay. 
Um. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. Ah, come on. <laughs> it's all good, bro. Ooh, um, so just five rand would would get you to sleep in a place. What what kind of place would you be sleeping in for five rand a night? <laughs> Look, um, that place, um, uh, you know, if you've if you've gone into maybe like factories where they make cement and stuff, you see how closely packed they are. That's how I slept. You know. Like right next to other people. Right next to like 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 bags of cement, like literally. Of cement. Because yeah. because we had to use you had to maximize the smell, uh, the, the space. Yeah. You know. It was our the train doesn't get full, but it doesn't get full. Right. You know, you keep on making space. Okay. Know, keep on making space. Okay. So so that's how we are how it was. But eight times I didn't get the five front to pay for that. So I would end up sleeping on the street. And also, I now knew I had almost like a timetable of clubs around Durban, which I knew that, you know, they close late. So you just lit around there. Wow. You know, not that you would enjoy anything there, no, but just because it was a, a form of shelter. You know, some will close at five or at four, so at least you only have two hours of darkness, you know, yeah. to, to the next um, um, daylight. Yeah. So, yeah. So sometimes sleeping in nightclubs. And... Literally living like from hand to mouth, getting a five rand, not thinking I can sleep somewhere tonight or I can buy some food with it and choosing to buy the food and rather sleep in a nightclub. So that was your life and struggling to make ends meet. Give us a window like into your soul. Like what does that do to you as a person? Like how, what was happening inside? What were you feeling? What were the voices speaking to you? You know, like. Look, man, I. I at that time, I think, I think all hope was gone, I'll be honest, because I think just before that, um, um, I think I just skipped one, one major thing that really, really happened that was so, so even, even bad, because even this five-round issue, I might have even not even experienced it, because I could have, like, died as well. Because as I was at the place where, I was, where the guy paid for me, right, in that week, yeah. um, I had no money, so... This guy said, not, if you want to eat, wash the, wash the dishes. So I went and washed the dishes. I was so happy that, you no, know, I'm going to have, you know, a proper, you know, yeah. cooked meal, you know. Yeah. And then post-wash, the guys I know um, are cooking and smelling good. Time to eat. I go myself, I get myself there, to, you know, and the guy said, no. The guy who said I must wash the person said, no, you're not going to eat. You don't have your mother here. Please go. Your mom's not here. Yeah. Don't think this is your house. Yeah. Please go. Yeah. And that was Sadza, huh? Yeah, that's, that's Sadza. And yeah. then um, what happened there is that I left there, went to the bathroom, cried, and then I went out. But then I just, I took a minor, a minor because it was cheap. I think it was like one run 50 or, or two rand. I went yeah. to the beach. And my thoughts were just going to jump off the pier. Off the pier. I actually walked on the pier. Then, as I stood there, there was just a paradigm shift. Like, I stood there, right at the, my, because I was holding the rails. Before they, they even um, uh, put these new, these new piers now. The, that's new. It was like the old piers. So I stood there, and because I was good because I, I don't know how to swim, so I just got to jump in, you know. And, and, and that's it. And remember, it's about 8 now in the evening, right? So I stood there, and I started seeing all those lights, you know, the ships that would be waiting, you know, you know, to come inside and stuff. And 
as I was saying, there was a paradigm shift at the time because instead of me jumping, I just started seeing the greatness of God through the waters. Right? Wow. And at the time, I said, you know what, I will never take my life, no matter what. And then I, I, I walked back. So it was kind of like a turning point for yeah, you. Yeah, at any point. I mean, up until that point, you had got yep. so low, it was, I'm going to end my life. Yep. And then you said you felt God speaking to you through the greatness of the waters. Of the waters, yeah. Because the you. sound, the smell, I, it was just like, you know, how, how great is God. Yeah. You know, how great the art. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, there's no end to the waters, the power that they have, and they could destroy, but just the calmness that they, when we go there, I think that's why people love going to the beach. So you the know? moment to end your life actually turned into a transforming moment. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's when I said, no, I would never, it was more like I would never do this to God, kill myself in the waters, which are so great. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So you went back to the streets, and then what happened? Like, All right. Um, my, you, let's fast track the... Yes. Yeah. I just now then came back to the streets, sleeping on the, uh, on the streets, sometimes in nightclubs because I could not make five front. Then from there, I now started now having someone who could vouch for me to get stuff on, con- on consignment yeah. to start selling. And thank God I became very good at selling. Like wherever shop I would go to, office I would go to, they would open doors. I would be speaking to the managers and, and, and there would be a sign written, no hawkers. Right? Yeah. On the door. I go there, I knock, I'm selling this. And then for some reason, the boss will be always in. Because yeah. the lady in the front would, would say, no, no. They said, no. And, and then he would say, who's that? I said, no, come through. So I'll go to the, to the office, sit there, what's your name? But what I found in those days, people were more interested about me, wanted to know me, yeah. than what I was selling. And, and I think actually they were buying stuff just because, they were, because I would sit in the office, ask me, what did you do, how old are you, and all stuff. I don't know whether they felt sorry, yeah. but I became good at selling. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so you started making some money. You got 20, you moved to another shelter, 22 rand a night yes, to live in yes. that shelter. Ah, come on, come on, come on. No more sleeping like bags of cement. No more sleeping like bags of cement. I had my own okay. bed. We were only four like in a room. Yeah. Ah, it, it was good. Shower, hot shower, but then you have to wake up early. Because yeah. the hot water will get finished. But it was really, really, it was such an upgrade. You know, such, such an upgrade. So there are a number of good shelters in our city where people can pay, um, I don't know, it must be about 50, 60 rand for a night and you get dinner and you get breakfast. Um, Trish was actually there for the city. We had a city outreach. She went there on Thursday night and, and met a lot of the people living in those shelters. And, you know, we were just talking about your story and... Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's just so hectic. But, you know, this is... Uh, you know, we, we, we look at people on our streets, um, and, and you think they're street people, or they're in shelters, and you think they, they deserve to be there, they've made wrong choices, or whatever. Um, and it was, it was quite a moment for me hearing my wife just sharing this, all the people she met on Thursday night. And then at the same time, just carrying the story. And I was just like, you know, th- that was at Meyer just a couple of years ago. Um, you know, and, I, and I, just, I just thought, you know, how often do we see the potential in people? 
Um, and you mentioned these people who are actually buying your products and helping you and keeping your jacket for you. They were, they were seeing something. They were in you. They were seeing potential in you. And, and I just, I was so challenged. And I think we should all be challenged. Just that people are people made in the image of God. And there's potential in every single person. Um, it's a lot easier now to look at Admire and his story. And he owns his own business now. And all, we're going to get there now. But to look at that and... and Look at him now and that he's got some success behind him and go, oh, there's potential and, you know, now I can be in relationship with this person or something. But there was a time when that wasn't even the case. Yeah. So. Look, um, uh, just to, to first track as well for the sake of time as well, you know, like mm. I got um, uh, the show at 20 Rand. It was so good. But then I had, I had big dreams. Yeah. I had big dreams. And from there, I just decided, no, I said, no, from the shelter, I want to have my, my own room, you know. And I managed actually to get a room actually, which I was renting 400 bucks in Montclair uh, for for three months because <laughs> <laughs> the money didn't really, really, I'm no, I'm, um, it wasn't flowing in like I'd, I'd hoped for. And then I had to come back again to a shelter now, a bit more, a bit less uh, than 22 rand, 15 rand. 15. But it was okay because um, it gave me, you know, something. 2005. You got a job. I had a break. Yeah. I got a job. Yes, 2005. I was I was I was a spanner boy. There there were some of my 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 Zimba boys who had got a job at this other company, so they wanted um uh, an electrician. Yeah. But I was no electrician. You know, I could fix our stove at yeah. home, but that's about it. You know, I could it. fix the, the the stove, the fan. That's about it. But I had a desire to be an electrical engineer. That's that was what I I, I wanted to be sure. when I was growing up. Right. Then. When I got a job, my first pay was 1,300. That's what I was, uh, I was earning. That's that's and 2005. Span a boy. You just basically yeah, the guy carrying just, the tools. And, just you know, okay. carry carry the toolbox, carry batteries, and and not so, these muscles. It's not gym. It's working hard. <laughs> <laughs> so no, seriously, I don't go to gym. But this so. was a breakthrough. You got this job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You started getting a salary. Yes. And, and then in this job, tell us. What All right. Well, this job, you know, it was just like I could get, I was getting um, an increase every month or every second month. My, my, my first month was 1,300. Second month, it was uh, 1,600. Then from there, by the end of the year, I just, just doubled. I was, I was earning now 2,002. I mean, 2,200, which was like, wow, you know. Like, so almost doubled your salary uh, in it one was year. Like, yeah, in one year. And wow. then um, uh, I, I managed, I remember I managed to send my grand and my mom 500 bucks, which wow. was like a big thing for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and then, and then I think that also started also repairing even that, our relationship as well. Because they were worried. Remember now, they were worried. They didn't know because where you were. I didn't, they didn't know where, where I was. Yeah. I, I, I only made a first phone call to them five months later. Wow. Okay. When I was here. So they didn't know. Don't worry, I'm okay. I'm not like dead somewhere in anything. I'm okay. Wow. So then you started getting promoted in the business. You started watching how other people did the job. You started learning how to do the job Mm. of being an auto electrician. Yeah. What what I would actually do was that I I started looking for material, right? If I knew that there's a job I'm going to do tomorrow, I would I was the guy who would literally not sleep studying something to go and fix the job tomorrow. Right. That's how I, 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 I learned the trade. Yeah. And, and I had to learn the trade so fast because the thing is, we were working in the pot. Right. I'm, I was so blessed to work in the pot. 
that's where I learned my, my trade yeah. in the pot. And we were running Maiden Wolf and Pier 1 right in the back there. And I really, really grew up so fast because I had guys who would help me. Things I didn't understand, they will show me. I did burn a few vehicles. And they would cover for me, for me because they knew that I'll get fired. Sure. They'll cover for me. So I had to learn to drive because remember, when I, when I left Zim, I didn't know how to drive. I didn't know anything. So mm. I, I learned how to drive. I learned how to, um, uh, to be an, an electrician. And I just learned even to speak Zulu. That's where I, I first learned. Wow. In the, in the in, port. In the port. Because what I, I would do is that you know, the elder babas there would, would speak to me in Zulu. And ask them in English. They said, no, no, fine. You speak to us in English. We'll just respond to you in Zulu. Sure. So it helped me, you know, to, to, to just learn the language. And, 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 the, and the love as well, which I felt from, from there was just, which is amazing. Then 2007, first striking it, I became so good at what I, yeah. what I was doing. Because in the port, I was, I was, I was fixing uh, the oh. sort of carriers. Like some of the scariest machines that you, you don't even want to, to climb on, I was fixing those, right? Rich takers, trader carriers, um, my, my trucks and stuff. So they, were, they became boring because I was doing the same thing for almost like four years. Okay. So I had to, I wanted, I was challenging myself. I didn't find them, uh, the job changing anymore. So I left. And then I went to, to work for an, another company, Proilet, there in Pine Town. Uh, that's where I really, really started honing my skills. Yeah. Because now I was exposed now to a different um, uh, range of a wide range of, of, of different models of, of vehicles because we were doing breakdowns. You, you, you go after the road on the, I mean the truck on the road, the stuck on the road, so the truck in the bottom. became the focus. Yeah, so it really, really became a focus now, like almost a specialty. Yeah. Right. Um, eight months later, I lost that job. Then I started being on my own. I was actually forced to be on my own. I wasn't really, really sure. ready for, uh, uh, for it. But then... So when you say go on your own, you thought... I can do my own business. Yes, I, I just, I just said, that I know the customers. I know how to do the job. I, I've got my tools. They can come and pick me up from my place. I'll, I'll, I'll go and fix the trucks. So that's why, I, that's how I started. So that's how you started your own yeah. business. Yeah. Okay. And then you started building up a reputation, and people started signing contracts with you to yeah. do their trucks. Yeah. And because you were good at your job, it attracted attention. That's right. Um, in 2009, late 2009. Um, I got a big break when it comes to the uh, you know the big contracts. Yeah. I got a contract with with one of them, uh, the biggest um, uh, auto repair bodies. Yeah. In in Durban, right? Wow. They are they are based in Pine Town. So I started working there, and I, I worked there for like two and a half years with yeah. those guys. Okay. And then during which I was I was doing work for myself, invoicing them. But there came a time where the recession, right? Yeah. They could not. They said that no, our our rates were high. They could not continue paying unless I work for them permanently. So I had to go in work for them. But my oh my um, that was the year you, you bought you remember the five rand? Yeah. That I I didn't have to 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 pay for a shelter. Yeah. When I was working for those guys, I started earning fifty thousand rand a month with so, that company. So in seven years you went from five rand a night to survive to 50,000 rand a month salary. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because of how good you were with your skill. Yeah. You know, in Proverbs 18, 19, it says, a man's gift makes way for him. Um, and your gift will set you before kings. Um, 
And you know, the world doesn't like really pay attention if you have like education or studies or whatever. They want to know what, what can you do and can you do it well. And when you do it well, you get rewarded for it. And I think this is an incredible story of just how you had no skills, started at the bottom and kept applying yourself to the point where you could actually command your salary yeah. because of your skill. Yeah. Um, I think that's impressive. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Look, and then in that year, that's when I managed to, to buy a vehicle. Um, I didn't know how to drive. I didn't, I didn't have anything, but I, I learned to drive. And I was buying my own vehicle. Like bought I was, your own car. I was driving my own vehicle. And okay. I bought it cash. Cash, come yeah. on. And, and then you decided to go home for the first time in your new... And not that I decided I had to go home because my younger sister, sister was, was getting married. So just, just, just a bit of history is that I grew up, um, I was raised by mom and grand. There was no dad in the, in the family. So I had to walk my, my sister, yeah. you know, down the aisle because there was just a bit of drama. Our, our dad's family wanted to, to come in and I was like, no, you guys haven't been around. And we're not going to have that. I'm going to walk my sister down. That was the reason I made. I'm going to walk my sister down. So that's, that was the reason I, I, I had to go there. I was going home for the first time in seven years. That's 2010, just before the World Cup. But you drove home in your own I car. I drove home in my own vehicle. <laughs> um, so money was coming in and, and things were happening. were great. But... Uh, what was happening in your soul? Something was missing. Look, the money was coming in, but to be honest, there was just an emptiness inside me. Sure. Because I think maybe because of, of the background, I found myself looking for love in the wrong places. I would, I would easily get attached to, to people because there was just something missing. There was something that was just not there. And I, I, kept, I kept like chasing after it. Even yeah. where I could see that, no, um, you could get hurt here. I would still go after it. It's like almost like mice going, you know, into a red trap. You know, yeah. you, you, you know you, you can get killed, but yeah. you still go, go after it because there was just something missing. And that thing could not be filled by anything because friends were there. Money wasn't filling it. Yes, but yeah. Relationships weren't filling it. Yeah. So there was this gap. So money doesn't solve all our problems. Eh? We, we know that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so this led to personal crisis in your life. Yeah. Um, and then... Somehow you ended up at a, at a family function, um, and you bumped into this guy. Dude, dude, <laughs> dude. I must say, though, I must say, though, that yeah. the crisis you, you're, speaking, you're speaking about, it actually made me to actually resign okay. from that 50,000 rand paying a, mama, a month paying job because I was literally dying. Yeah. Because one day I was driving, and I just stopped the vehicle. And it's almost as if, like, you've woken up, like someone has given you a heart slap. Yeah. And I said, I, I could almost like hear a small voice saying, you are dying. Yeah. And I was really, really dying because of, yeah. of how bad relationships were yeah. around me. And I would just drown my work, I mean myself in work, because that's what I knew best. Yeah. And, and I would just concentrate, I would finish late, not even try to be, to be home. But anyway, family function happens. And so, sorry, just let me pick up on that. So, you know, yeah. Paul prayed in, in the New Testament. He said, I pray that you would prosper as your soul prospers. It's wow. like, you know, sometimes if we, if we 
prospering on the outside, but our soul is not prospering on the inside. Eventually, what's on the inside comes outside, and the emptiness and the brokenness eventually just starts to break everything else. And so, we've got to grow internally. Our soul needs to prosper in Christ as well as then on the outside. It's not one or the other. It's it's both. Yeah. 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 No. No. True. That. Preferably, soul first. Yeah. You know, the function. I gotta. I really, really. I get so excited when people do well because um, I'm personally attached to people doing well. If it wasn't actually for Fontlibi's wife, Stone, yeah. I don't think I would have met Budlanga because sure. they were there because they were uh, like celebrating how well she had done. Right. Right. She and just graduated. She graduated, yeah. Right? yeah. I think I come loud. Come loud, my style, all that stuff. We have some cum louders in the church. <laughs> okay. So, so her doing well yeah. was an opening for me. Because this guy was, um, I speaking, I had not known him, right? But um, I think returning the favor, the only similarities we had was that we were the only darkest people in that in the tent. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what actually made me to just know. Like, you know. But anyway... So, so Langer was talking. He stood up to talk. Yeah. Right. And oh, bro, um, something inside me just wanted to pour myself out to, out to him. I had to see this guy. So when we had a break, I think we were actually leaving. I just went straight to him, you know. And I said, dude, I'm admire. I'm like this. I just need what you have. Okay. So that that being the light. Who's going? So, um, just while they're doing that, so, so you saw something in Langer, and you knew you needed it, and then... I remember now, I, I didn't know what it was, but I just wanted what he, uh, what he had. That's amazing. And then he invited you to church, and you came to this church on here on campus, and then what happened? Ooh, the best thing ever happened, because as I walked through um, uh, those doors of S8, yeah. I just knew I was home. I don't know why, I just knew I was home. Sure. And that's when my journey really, really started. Okay. And so your personal life still a big mess, and uh, knowing you, you now found, like, this is God. This is, this is what I've been lacking on the inside. Um, you were going through a lot of trial and stuff. We won't, we won't go into that. But you, one day you decided to sign up for the BFC, the Biblical Foundation. Yeah, course. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> ah, I love that program because that program literally saved my life. Sure. You know, the stuff we're not going to go, go into, you know, um, when I was sharing my testimony about BFC, God literally preserved my life through BFC. Because when I signed up for BFC, He was preparing me for something terrible that was, that was happening just, yeah. just, just in the course of the BFC. I remember the Holy Spirit night, oh, that's, that's when things just started, I, I mean, changing. That, that thing that was missing in me was actually just an identity. I had an identity crisis, sure. you know. And, and when we spoke and um, when we talked about, about our identity not being complete by another human being, yeah. but actually by Christ, that's the way I was filled. Wow. And I've never felt so much peace ever, like, like, like from, the, from the time I had never felt that peace. Sure. And from then... Things somehow just started falling in place because I was I was getting filled now from from the inside that void that was there. Yeah. 
we had something that was filling it. Sure. And 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 I think the good thing about about Christ filling that void was that it's not temporary because people come and go. People disappoint you. People will let you down. But Christ is always there, and it's it's, yeah. it's like a, a permanent feeling that that you that you constantly have. Wow! Come on. Yeah. So you did the BFC. You got filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, started growing in in your faith. Um, you you started dancing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot. And 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 the reason the I'll reason why dancing. you dance uh, is, mm. I mean, you can say it. Mm. Now you know the story. So uh, he who loves much is someone who's been forgiven much. Yeah, and that's me. Yeah, that's me like that. And that's you. Yeah, you know, because I really, really, when I look at at people around, I've always telling small. I've told many, many, many of of my friends that guys, when you do well, I love it because you guys are qualified to do it. Yeah. Actually, to a point where I went to actually had to rebuke me. Said, no, no. You are qualified yourself. Tlibi and Sam and even Derek said, no, no. God has qualified you. Come on. Right. Yeah. So you don't need a paper when God has qualified you to show that you're qualified. But I always admire people who have worked hard, have gone to school, graduated like my wife. When, when things are happening to them, they've got, they take credit. Okay, not that they take credit, but they deserve it because they've, 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 they've actually put in the hard work. For me, it's just grace. So when you look at that and then, and then you look at other people, come on, who's not going to dance? If, if, or if everything that you have, if everything that you have, right. you know, if, if, if everything that you have is not something that you worked for, that was just given to you. Like, look at my wife. I never thought I'd be married to, 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 to my wife. Never. <laughs> So, the future, what does the future look like now? I mean, you guys are moving up to Joburg, you have your own business, God's blessed you with an amazing wife, you have a son who's going to come and join you guys at some point, Um, and you enrolled in Raise Corp as well to learn more about business. Yeah. Yeah. Look, um, uh, all I can say is that it's exciting and I'm loving this journey that, that God is, is taking us on. He has already been on a journey with us. Can't even talk about how amazing he was um, uh, in our courtship, wedding. Yeah. Like, oh my God. You had your bride singing down the aisle to you. I mean, that was pretty powerful, hey? Yep. <laughs> and then we had a friend bless us with um, a honeymoon trip to, to Thailand. Come on. I'd never been overseas. Basically, our whole wedding, yeah. our whole wedding, our budget, we only had to look for 29000 Everything wow. else was done. Come on. We had people awesome? pay for our, our venue, pay for my mind and grain to fly to and from Zim, uh, to and back to Zim. Wow. Uh, whatever. You, we got you. You, you get it. You, you. you get it. You, you get it. But, but, but now, moving to Joburg, really, really, I'm just seeing seeing um, uh, such a big opportunity sure. for really, really God to because there's, there's something that he, he has put in us, in our business, and uh, we just want to pursue that and just be obedient and really, really try to just steward that, um, that because that, that, that business actually is not our business. Sure. That business is, is not our business. Yeah. That's, that's clear. It's been clear to us for, for a number of years. Whose business, business is it? 
It's God's business. It's God's business. Yeah. Okay. Because remember, I didn't have it. He gave me. Sure. So okay. we're just trying to, to just steward it in the best way we can. We're not yet there. Yeah. But the good thing is that we'll never be there, but we keep yeah. on trying. Amen. Amen. Let's yeah. leave it there. Thank you, guys. Let's give it a hand. Stay standing, guys. We're going to wrap the service there. Um, what do you say after that, hey? Uh, we're, we're all on a journey. We're all on a journey, okay? Some of us, you know, we start where Maya starts. Some of us get a bit more of a head start than others. Um, but it's, but it's when, we, when we put God in the equation um, and, and we put our lives in Him and we start to trust Him, you must know that He wants to take you from glory to glory and from strength to strength. And, uh, and what, a, what an amazing story of perseverance, of trusting God, of, of watching how God then blesses. Um, and, and really, this, this is, we, we should all have a story like this. Of, you know, this is where I was, and this is where God has taken me to, because we're all walking by faith. Amen?